Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Talk and Power podcast, episode 121. And what a lovely day it's been today. I hope you guys had a great day. I'm joined by co-host Simon Gonzo-Travellini. Nick. And Todd Brinkworth, and walking in the studio right on cue, Brendan Franklin from Picos Race Car. Brendan, take a seat right there. Sorry, we 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 Simon Simon has to shoot. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we were rushing through. So I will Russian F one. No, right on cue. Yeah, there you go. Or do we want to cover that a bit later? No, what I don't, don't. That? the Russian Grand Prix Formula One. That can wait, can't it, Simon? I don't need to be here for that. Oh, come on. It was a great race. <laughs> it, was it was actually one race. of the best races of the season. Anyway, yeah, yeah, let's, let's cover what Simon... No, was. the outcome was terrible. <laughs> uh, look, the outcome we'll discuss damage, that. There was damage control. There was damage control done. There was a, so, I didn't watch it because, you know, why would you? But when did he change the tyres? Did Lewis Hamilton come in early? Yeah, I think it was two laps to go. Yeah. He did an yeah. early pit. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was told to. Well, we'll cover that later. We'll cover that later. Lots about it. Anyway. Lots lots to talk about. Right, so yeah. Hi, Brendan, and thanks, and Brendan Franklin. And Todd, did I say you were here as well? Todd Brinkworth over there. Yeah, I think you said I was here. <laughs> well, what an <laughs> intro, mate. We're all over the place at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know. Good luck editing this one. <laughs> hey, on a serious note, we just need to just to uh, pause here for a sec. I just want to um, just mention the passing of... Uh, uh, Dean Berda Vignali's the 15-year-old cousin of Maverick Vignali's who passed away on the weekend, uh, riding in the Super Sprint, Super Sport, sorry, 300 in the World Superbike Championship. He's riding for Maverick, his, Maverick's father actually in the, Maverick, the Vignali's racing team. Tragic, just tragic. 15 years of age to be taken away like that. So uh, our thoughts are with the Vignali's family at this time. All right. Anyway, how you guys been? Just briefly, I know Simon's in a bit of a rush to get out of here. Oh, I've been flat out. Flat out? Yeah, well, we had um, uh, the West Coast Nationals, mm-hmm. then I think Power Cruise is this weekend. No, next weekend. Next weekend. you got plenty of time. And then you've got the Test and Tune, and, and then the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just snowed under at the moment. There's a lot of people trying to get their cars together for Power Cruise. Yeah. And obviously the Test and Tune. And all forward day. And all four day, all four day. So yeah, we'll just quickly talk about that now. So we're going to be down at all four day. If you're listening to us on the radio tomorrow at the uh, Still Blue Oval, or um, catch us on Sunday the third of October at Still Blue Oval, nine thirty a.m. Come and say hello. Uh, Todd's going to be there. Simon's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Brendan, are you coming as well? Possibly there's a test and they've either pushed push the test and tune to this Sunday. There was one and no one made the last one because of the weather. So I'm gonna okay. try and but they cancelled it, didn't they? The last one, yeah. I don't know about this weekend. I'll I don't know. Look. I don't yeah, know. I'll have, to have a look. Now Simon's really got, <laughs> now he's really got a worried. No, uh, look, you know the the cars that we needed to get done for the test and tune are ready. I haven't heard from the customers that own them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because there's an associated bill to go with it. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. What, yeah. did you, what did you want to get stuck into, Simon? What What did you want to have a discussion about? Uh, oh, look, I was just going to throw a couple of comments here and there. That's about it. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Hey, we won't rush the podcast. We'll just uh, we'll just just go through it anyway at your at your pace. I know you're busy. You you're, you're trying to get the so you're loading the BA this week as well, and we'll get the XY down there as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah fingers crossed. Yeah, and the and weather's looking really. Anyone great. that's up for babysitting, just uh, give me oh, a call. My wife, my wife's my wife's coming to babysit on the day. So what time are we leaving? Look, it is, if, your car, if your cars are there between seven and eight, okay. Yeah. Do you need to be there? No, I'm just like a, a, around one ish. You know, one of them will need a nap, if not both. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it looks like you'll be leaving then. Then, and it doesn't finish till two thirty, but that's okay. Oh, okay. No, no, I can probably stretch that out. That's, I'll be there, so good. nothing to worry about. All right. So, uh, <laughs> all right, the Bathurst. Yeah. So, now. I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit worked up, I'm a bit worked up, and I'll tell you why I'm worked up. I'm I'm just look, before you do that. Sorry, right? go on. Yeah, I think we need to talk about the AFL Grand Final. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The B, <laughs> BFL Grand Final, the Basel Football League. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> he made a mess of that, didn't he? He, he didn't know. No, you guys have got this all wrong. You guys have got this all wrong. Now, no one's going to argue that that uh, you know he's retiring now, mm. right? Not Basil. Basil's not retired. I was going to say, God, that's Gareth. Half a purchase had a heart attack. You can't lose Basil. Basil is not retiring. But his mentor, mm-hmm. that we all know, Kerry. Who? Kerry. Kerry. Stokes. Kerry Your father-in-law or whatever. He is. He's no, stepping down. No. Yeah, okay. that's not what I'm talking about. I can't believe you don't. Dennis Cometti. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The that. king. Yeah, the on. king of football. The king of calling football. And, you know, what a, What an honour it would have been, the one and only grand final in his backyard to get to call it as his final game. He did on Triple M. He yep. did, correct, correct, you know. Um, and it'll, it'll be sad to see him go because, you know, he's the voice of football. But as far as the greatest of all time, you would have to say that the go to war definitely goes to Basil Zemplis. I mean, seriously, that guy... I don't know how he must somehow manage to get forty-eight hours into a twenty-four-hour day for everything that he does. <laughs> it's I'm serious, unbelievable. Now, he he had this in his backyard in his council that he is the mayor of, and yeah. I think he did an incredible job. The um, the whole deal about him not allowing the coach to speak, like you know, first of all, uh, as far as the medal goes, it doesn't work like that. Basil calls it; the guy gets the medal. Um, the coach thing. You know, do we even know if he had a speech? Did he expect to win? I mean, after 57 every, years, after every, 57 years of not winning, right? It would be fair to assume that he didn't bother writing a speech. Oh, anyway, was, shout out to Basley. He did an awesome job. Nah, it was, that is a major gaffe. Come nah, on. nah. Nah, nah, Solomon, nah. come on, seriously. Nah. I love Basil Zemplis, good West Perth boy, but geez, what a gaff of monumental proportions. <laughs> I, I completely disagree, mate. I completely disagree. Can't anyway, moving it. on. Oh, that's, I'm happy to yeah. say all I saw was the end, the 300 series, and yeah. Nick messaging me. That was all I saw. The 300 series. It's uh, all about the 300 series. Isn't sorry, it? I stopped. <laughs> that was, but you know that was leaked during the day. Someone on interesting shout out to Paul Blank on his on his Facebook <laughs> page. Someone leaked the photos on his yeah, page during yeah, the day. Four. Yeah, yeah, so in the car park. Someone into the bowels of the Optus Stadium snapped a few a few pics of the 300 series. Says you'll be seeing these a bit later on in the grand final, and there we saw it. There we go. So shout out to Paul. So the Bathurst 1000. Yep. The Barbagallo 1000. What do you yep. reckon? 
Oh, you know, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. We want to make a bit of a joke about this, and you know, well, come yes, on, we're going to yes, get everything. Oh, we're not getting the cricket. I heard on the radio here tonight that we're not getting the cricket. We're not getting the cricket. No. That's just not cricket. It's just not cricket because of the two-week <laughs> quarantine after oh. they leave Sydney or Melbourne. The English team has refused to do it. Fair enough. There you go. But we should get the Bathurst, the Barbagallo 1000. It's even got a ring to it. It does. Now, I, I, have, I, I have made contact with the minister. There's a hill there. It's the same. <laughs> same. <laughs> I, it, well, the elevation been... change is just phenomenal, you know. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, anyway, sorry. But all jokes aside, let's, let's just go serious a little bit here. It'll be 105 days <clears> in between the Townsville race, which was July 18, and then the first scheduled race, which will be October 28th or 29th. I've left my glasses in the bag over there. <laughs> At Sydney Motorsport Park, seriously, we couldn't. You couldn't get to Western Australia in 105 days. No, no, it's a long way to walk. Yeah, and how are you going to get those cars past the? You know, they're non-essential. Yeah, they're, they're about as essential as the AFL teams are. Ooh. You'll have McGowan there stopping the cars. I was going to no, say they're I'm, as essential I'm, as Eddie Maguire. I am doing my due diligence on this one here because last year it kind of went under the radar and no one really, you know, kicked up too much of a stink. But this year, in 105 days, you couldn't come to Western Australia. I'm not saying it's the government. I'm not saying it's supercars. I'm staying out out of this. Who is it I'm not saying it's the... I'm going to find out. You're going to find out. Someone made the decision... To not come here in a hundred. my mic Roland Dane. Was it Roland Dane? In a hundred and five <laughs> days. In a hundred and five days, they couldn't. And you know what kills me is there's you know a lot of the media is fueled by the V8 supercar beast. We'll call it. Yeah. So seven media. A lot of them are saying they're just focusing on oh Bathurst. We're going to have Bathurst on the fifth of December. Well, I couldn't care less, frankly, because you've shown <clears throat> someone here doesn't care about the Western Australian motorsport fan. Someone doesn't care. I don't know who it is. So you're opposed to the idea of the Barbie Yellow 1000 then? No, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Come on, Todd. Just... I'll, I'll mute you. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a sporting car club either. I'm not saying... I don't anything. have all the answers, but I've heard some uh, some stories. Oh, no, I'm not, I don't want to hear a story. I'm, I'm going oh, straight no, to the government. From, from the source. Or from well, sources. I think you got that cranked. Yeah, I'm doing that now. Oh, I'm anyway. going too late. Oh, now I'm quiet. Now I'm in the room next door. I'm in the kind of silence. Anyway, all right, so <laughs> that's that's awesome. So I'm really disappointed about that. I am. And in all seriousness, that's not good enough. It's not. It's a joke. So are they all, having, absolute a, are they all having a holiday now? July 18 was the last V8 supercar race. The next race will be October 29. Didn't even notice. 105 Sorry. days. 105 I days. I took then. I took the Simon's line there. Anyway, anyway, we need to move on. I don't want to dwell on it. I just want to touch base. Channel 7 released... We were talking about the beast that feeds media. Channel 7 have released a TV show called... Fifth, seventh, sorry. <laughs> seventh Gear. Yeah. Is, how many transmissions are going around with seven gears? <laughs> what I was going to say is... It's, you know, how we always talk about shows being current, you know, are we current? Are we current, boys? Like, are we getting into the crux of things? Are we involved in the right forms of racing? 
seventh gear. I, I thought that by now we'd be up to eight or ten. They are. Well, <laughs> this is kind of like the top gear versus fifth gear deal. My arcade is nine speed. Well, there you go. They should call themselves CVT. Look, that just tells you how far behind Channel Seven is. <laughs> look, great show. Look, I like. I don't get me wrong. I like. Um, I like. Um, uh, uh, Chris Jack Stubbs. Perkins, no, Stubbsy, <laughs> no. but and and Jack, Jack Perkins oh, like Jack. presents. Yeah, yeah. Jack's good. Jack presents really well. So does Garth Tander, but they have a vested interest in the sport. Yeah. They're all high fiving each other, saying that Bathurst is back. Sorry to get back to this. They're all high fiving <laughs> hey, each other. Let saying, it go. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying they're all high fiving each other, and how great four rounds! How great four rounds at Sydney Motorsport Park is going to be. Four rounds in a row in a with, month. With spectators? Wow! <laughs> oh, in two weeks you're allowed to. Two weeks at three for all again. Wow. How, how exciting. Well, you listen, you know, know, just on that, like, well, Israel, yeah. Israel's 90% vaxxed and they're up to their booster shot now and they're still in and out of lockdown because mm. mm. once the hospital system can't take it, they just that's the only way they can control it. It's kind of like inflation in interest rates. Not that interest rates work, but anyway. But I know there's different track formats at the at Sydney, at Eastern Creek, whatever you want, Sydney Motorsport Park, whatever it's called these days. But how is four rounds there, even with a drift, different track configuration, going to be exciting? Maybe they're going to do time attack. Four, four weeks in a row. <laughs> well, know. they dropped that this year. That was a big... Ooh. So yeah. my, my point to the seventh gear... That's one of the gear, four rounds now. <laughs> yeah. My point to the seventh gear show is that I agree. I think it's a great show. I watched it. I thought it was really good. But I question having... Guys that are in the sport, involved in the sport, how much of an unbiased view are you going to get? Well, yeah, but they're only there to cover. I mean, they say yeah. they're going to cover the rest, but they're really only there to cover the V8 oh, supercars. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's an additional out. show. It's kind of like, you know, how they have the football and then they have a footy show, like the front bar or... Yeah, but... and I'd, See, if we had a drag racing mm. show, we'd call it on the back bar or something. Right? On the back bar. <laughs> on the yeah, bar. but you know what you got to do... You've got to make a footy show and then put people on that have never ever played football, like Andrew Gaze. is a great. Well, they do that. They've got heaps but of commentators. I'm pretty Gaze, sure Mick Malloy's never played football. No. Well, yeah, watching Andrew Gaze coming on, on football does my head in. Although like, I would watch, I would pay to watch that. Oh, that'd be brilliant. He'd be like, I'm in the balls, Bob. So you get Tony Martin on there as well. But see, but the point that you're trying to make there is you would get an unbiased view of the game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. But we're not. Yeah, but I mean, would you? Because if the if the people <clears throat> are fans of a particular club, then you know you're still going to get a biased view, mm. are you? Yeah. I don't know. Look, as far as other sporting codes, then it's the same thing. If they happen to follow a particular sporting code, mm. you know, what would you do? You get Rusty to to? Oh no, that wouldn't work for the cars. Do Rust, Rusty doing football? There you go. But There's Rusty. a podcast idea for you, mate. <laughs> Trademark pen. <laughs> Rusty's balls. <laughs> Could cover soccer, football, gridiron, NRL. It, it was not a bad show. I thought it was all right. Um, but again, I'm, I'm tainted in my view that I think that you're going to get an unbiased what, view. Why is it that every car show that covers this sort of stuff has to be called something gear. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> oh, when I saw that seventh gear, I was like, "That's." I know it's obviously Channel Seven, like they're auguring in the seven there, but I don't think it's pertinent to today. Well, listen, I'll tell you what. If <laughs> if Wayne Wakefield was hosting the show, 
<laughs> it'd be called on the gear. I, I had that in my head, and I was like, no, nah, I better not go there. That is a magnificent segue. Yeah. You've done really well with that. I always think, mm. how can I segue from that into that? <laughs> 105 kilograms of cocaine. It's crazy, isn't it? That's 100... Not that I would know, but that's $105 million. (laughs) Street value. That's a lot. (laughs) That is a lot. Um, I didn't realise supercar drivers got paid that much. No, no. It's... it's, it's Was he on the main show? Was he any good? Because I never heard of him until... No, he he, he had a brief, very, very brief stint in supercars. Uh, he was more of a Super 2 driver. Driving. Yeah, he did yeah. his time in Super 2. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Wayne the car down to a few bricks. This will be interesting to see how you segue into this one. <laughs> yeah, which, where are we going now? Erica Enders. Erica Enders. I love Erica. She is great for the sport of drag racing. She's great for the sport of, of pro stock. She's got a, a thing happening now, If in case you haven't noticed. So every time she wins, she drives that back yeah now now can she say that um the same way that we say you know that we're allowed to say wog i don't know I, I, <laughs> is it the same rationale but either way i'll be beeping it out <laughs> <laughs> but let's listen to erica drive that back Normally she takes a fan back with her as well, so we see here. This is killer. I love this. Hey Gracie, we got ourselves a new girl today. <laughs> How popular would she be with the engine builder? Not very. <laughs> Not very lucky they don't have engine limits in uh, pro stock. That's a serious starter motor, isn't it? <laughs> If she hit that on the star line, she'd probably go a tenth quicker. <laughs> <laughs> so now she drives the car. So this is a... That was a Hagen, wasn't it? You can't do that with a nitro car. I'll give it a tip. No. <laughs> so for those playing at home, it's a, what, Pro Stock? Pro yeah, Stock, 500 yeah. 500 cubic inch Pro Stock yeah. car. What are they know. running these days? 650s? No, they're fuel injected now. Yeah. Yeah, oh, sorry, in time. I thought you meant, yeah. yeah no, in ET. Six, she went 6.53, I think, yeah, on the, yeah. in the final. And they, they're running it back into the pits. Uh, you know, it up. took them a long time. I don't even know whether they've gone quicker than the um, Carby cars did. Uh, they may have only... Look at that. <laughs> Richard Freeman's in the background pulling his hair out. <laughs> so that's that a $10,000 drive. That is awesome, awesome from Erica, and, and we love Erica. Erica, what she's done for the sport of drag racing is really un- unparalleled. Um, and put in... <laughs> Did you see that comment? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Hey, we've got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more Talking Power podcast with Brendan Franklin, Simon Gonzo, Travellini, and Todd Brinkworth right after this. Talking Power Podcast, episode 121. We are flying by the seat of our pants this episode. I'm joined by Brendan Franklin there. Todd Brinkworth over there. Now, I want to get back to Targa West. We haven't spoken about Targa since the event. Yes. So I wanted to get you guys in. 
have a brief discussion. Now, Brendan, tell us a bit about your involvement first. You were you were basically running media for the winning car. Yeah, so we jumped on board with uh, Jimmy and Pete again this year. Um, after last year, like last year was the first Targa I did, you know, did that with. Um, so it was a lot more organised this year for the four days round, pretty much flawlessly. So yeah, just I guess luckily that you know the car actually, you know, did they basically ran flawlessly the whole event, no mechanical drama. So they ended up taking it out. So yeah, it was just a bonus, I guess, because you know all the cameras worked, everything you know from what I was doing worked, and, and you know everything from what they were doing worked as well. So mm. it was a really good weekend. No, it's great, and it was great that you could be a part of their their success as well. Mm. I guess you know, and um, you know, then he's you know a formidable team, obviously, Jimmy and and Pete together, Pete Rulo and Jimmy Marquette. Is that Marquette? Yeah. Marquette, sorry. Marquette. Yeah, for pretty formidable team. They ended up winning. They won by, correct me if I'm wrong, was their lead one minute, 45 seconds? Yeah. It's pretty good, eh? Yeah. It's pretty good in, in target. It's pretty competitive target. So second place was Steve Jones and, um, you have to forgive me, I don't know that guy's first Caleb name. Ash. Caleb Cash. Ash. He, uh, in the 35 GTR, um, which I believe was the one that he wanted in many moons ago. They draped it out of the back of the shed, put some new stickers on it, gave it a polish, and uh, Steve-O got second. This is a 35, this one. Oh, yeah, 35 GTR. Yeah, yeah. And um, And that was, you were telling me it's Heaton's old car, is that correct? um, The GTR, I think, is... I can't remember his name. He would kill me for saying it, um, for getting it. Not Heaton, someone else's, I believe, old car. Okay. um, Who was driving a... Porsche on the weekend. Oh, Mark Cates. No, no. Um, oh, yeah, oh it escapes me now. It escapes yeah. me. Yep. Okay. Right. <laughs> anyway, pretty pretty formidable event. Todd, from your point of view, you wanna? I had a good time. Um, didn't catch as much as I wanted to, but um, a big shout out to actually Ross and Smithy. I had a good chat with them on the Wednesday night with uh, Brendan in mm-hmm. the city at Race Control. Yep. Um, and did did more of the officiating this year, a bit more scenes and stages. Um, well worth it. Got was at uh, Watton Park stage, was right at the main spectator point, and really all I had to do was just speak to the crowd, make sure some of the areas were taped off, and hand out spectator guides. Great team I did it with, um, and I actually had a ball. It was sort of like I felt like the information man at the. I don't know where, but, you know. A Disneyland park. Yeah, and people, oh, do you know this car? And I'm chatting away, and there's some people I knew. Had, we were having a big chat, and there's some other people walked up, and they're like, oh, you guys flew us every year, and we were telling them about the cars and who you're suing. It sort of, it was a good day out. Like, it made me feel pretty pretty good because there's people that were spectating for the first time, and hopefully they've walked away with a good experience because there was a bunch of us fans there, mm. you know, giving the lowdown. Uh, Alan Brook, Thursday night, was freezing cold. Windy as hell and freezing cold. Uh, good night. I'll circle back to Allenbrook in a minute and the sideshow that was... <clears throat> yeah, anyway. Uh, Friday, Parkerville... It is the elephant in the room that we... Yeah, we'll circle back. If we can. Um, Friday was great. I went and did a, spec- a road closure at Parkerville. Um, again, just great bunch of guys that helped me out. Um, we all helped each other out. Had a great little spot where I was able to just 
basically park the car off the road, put my chair out, have a nice coffee, watch cars go by, make everything, make sure everything was safe. And again, just great day. Saturday and TJ, my favourite day. Caught the first couple of stages, did some photos. Again, weather held off, so it was really nice that weather held off. Yeah. Um. And then I think I think I saw Brendan once the whole weekend. Yeah, I think it was on the Wednesday. I saw your car everywhere. Yeah, and then I, that, and yeah. As in, I think I think you were standing on the side of the road, and I was going between the stage. So yeah, Brendan and I had grand plans to catch up and help each other out all weekend. Yeah. Didn't happen, but anyway, you know, that things happen. Um, but great racing. It was a big, um, big turnout this year. Hmm. Um, bigger than normal. Uh, there were some few, a few early retirements, but it was awesome. Uh, watching Rulo's Lotus, I've actually got a photo I've got to pull off the camera of him coming through my daring wheel at the start of the pub. The car actually comes around the corner, loads up, and the front wheels are up in the air over the, a slight dip and pointed the wrong way as the traction, traction control is kicking in. That's how fast that car accelerates and what it does. Like, in your brain, it defies physics. So I'll put the photo up and link it on the Talking Power. That'd be good to see, actually. It, I took the photo, and I had to look at my own photo and go, huh? How is that car doing that? Like, Wild. that much power. Um, and shout, shout out to Jones, uh, um, Steve Jones, a good mate of mine. They had a few, well, I think I can say this now, the event's over. They had a few issues with the car that developed on Friday, and the fact they managed to get it through to Sunday and come second is phenomenal. Mm. I... Didn't expect to see Jonesy on the podium on the last day. Uh, shout out to Heaton in the Porsche. Like that's <laughs> a GT2 RS. Um, if we want to know what they're worth, it's uh, a good effort that he pushed that car around and wasn't afraid. Yeah. Um, I think there was a joke passed along that the front, the top five or six people, it was a $1.8 million price tag in car value. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. So, can imagine. but look, Target, good event. Again, shout out to Smithy and... Um, Ross, Ross, and and all the officials. Again, seeing it from the other side of the fence this year, I didn't see many stages, but seeing it from the other side of the fence, it makes the world go round. And there are a lot of die-hard enthusiasts. It's a great way to go see the event. I can't stress that enough. And everyone's welcoming. Like everyone's, you know. Yeah, it is. A, it's a great. It's a. It's grassroots motorsport, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and um, that's what grassroots motorsport is. Welcoming. It's, it allows people to participate or sorry not participate but you know get up close to the action uh which you know we've been seeing a lot of so congratulations to those guys yeah they've done a magnificent effort once again i mean one of my standouts as well just before we sort of wrap up the target target coverage uh brett morse in the bmw m2 competition yeah, he was flying flying he got that car into fifth and yep. full credit to him it's a BMW M2. I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. it's not special, but I'm not saying it's super special. It's he just was on point all weekend, and I to see him up the top of the field. I was like, oh wow, you don't see that every day. Yeah. Same with Simon Gunson in the old um, Ford Capri Perina. Watching that thing go in stages is just like, yeah, it comes into a corner and the whole earth moves when he comes around a corner and that thing. It's just brilliant to watch it makes it makes the day yeah. so yep and um of course shout out to um also um the tesla jürgen yeah, yeah jürgen um, yep. yeah just i mean he made abc news channel 9 news channel 7 i think he made about 14 different media stations this year well we probably need to say he won targa 165 yeah modern, so that's, that's um, pretty stout they're starting to 
really get a hold of that car and get a hold of how they're charging in between stages and yeah it's it's awesome to watch like it's just again it's i mean it's it's really creepy because everyone sort of starts wandering away after the last car and they run jürgen last to give him the maximum charge time then i always have to go to people no 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 not yet not yet and then this thing just comes by and makes a bit of tire noise and then disappears and you go oh wow Am I reading that correct? Would I be right in saying that he was 27 minutes faster? No, no, 27 minutes faster than the the 165, Targa 165 classic car. Am I reading that right? And Bartlett and King, the Mark Mark 1 Escort. Is that a different, different, am I reading that right? 27 minutes? No, seconds, I think. No, that's minutes. Oh, well, yeah. maybe you are. Yeah. So you're saying that a Tesla, Tesla Model Three, was yeah, that's pretty stout. That's a quick 20. car. It is quick, but he was only he was only seven minutes faster than number two in one six five modern uh, compared to the classic. He's that's that's a margin. There's a pretty big gap. And also, you have to remember the classing is Targa one six five means a maximum speed of yeah. 165 k's an hour. But it's the same course between modern and classic. Yeah. It's not as if they did different course. Yeah. So, so yeah, that I'm reading that right. It's a 27-minute yeah. gap. And that them. Escort was fast all weekend. I know that I'm pretty sure it was the Blue Mark 1. Yeah. Mm. And they, again, they were awesome to watch all weekend. It was just a... Yeah. Anyway, as, as you can tell, I had a ball. I um, I always do. And um, can't wait for next year. Mm. And or and or can't wait for the Targ of Umbri Sprint in November. I want to say I don't have the dates in front of me, so we'll just go with November. And Russell probably kicked my ass for not having the date in front of me. Yeah, they do kick off soon, but <laughs> I know that you're right. You're correct. I saw that they're, they're yeah. kicking off shortly. So yeah, correct there. Um, Caruso's Wildcat. They didn't. Uh, not in this year. Yeah, they, I saw that um, he wasn't entered. He what, actually from the sidelines. Yeah, I saw him at one point. Um, I didn't get a chance to chat to him. Just saw saw him and gave him a wave and etc. etc. But went and actually, funny you should mention it. I saw his car appear the Jag in a hill climb in Port Denison on the weekend. Yeah, that was uh, on the weekend. Yeah, the, the Port Denison Classic. Huge, huge event that one. So yeah, I think they just set it out this year due to well financial constraints. So. Yeah. No, I know some other people that um, I was discussing the financial pressure they put themselves under to get into the event, and I almost had a heart attack. I went, oh, okay. I mean, we do it for love, and I appreciate everyone that does the event because it's a, a, good, a good show to watch. But, yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> it's hard, eh? It's, yep. it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Pulled some good crowds. Did you see, did you see the crowd at Maryville Downs? I think it was Maryville. No, no, I missed that one. Unfortunately, I think it was Maryville Downs. It was huge. Yeah. Like, the whole neighbourhood was like it was massive. Like it was. I've got. I'll, I'll have to show you when I get it on the video because I left the cameras on as the cars were coming in and out. It was just lined with people both sides. It was unreal. It's a funny locality that one there because mm. it drags people in from surrounding. It, Maryville Downs is not very big itself, but I think it drags a lot of people in from surrounding uh, yep. vicinities. Um, yeah, I, I, I went through. I, I saw that one last year actually, and it was it looked like it was well supported mm. as well. Mm. 
All right, guys. Well, look, thanks for that. We'll take a short break here, and uh, we'll be back with more of the Talking Power podcast, episode 121, with Brendan Franklin and Todd Brinkworth. I'm Nick DeCembry, right after this. Okay, episode 121 of the Talking Power podcast, and uh, I'm here. I'm Nick DeCembry, joined by... Brendan Franklin over there and Todd Brinkworth over there. We're on 88.5 FM where the valley comes alive. Yes. And also podcasting on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pod- Google podcasts as well. We've been on there for a while now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Stitcher. No, no, we've been on there for All a right. while. Yeah. Google podcasts. I think you got to be there. Yeah. No choice to be part of it. <laughs> I'm rambling. Hey, I'm going to get stuck into um, some classic car news um, that's that sort of caught my eye. In every episode, we seem to be talking about some car that's been sold here, mm-hmm. some car that's been sold there. I want to talk about the uh, that another HO that sold, broke another record. So every time we do a podcast, it seems like we break some sort of record in, in sales. This one went for $1.3 million, so it's a new it's a new Australian record. Uh, 1971 GDHO Falcon. This one was, I don't know if you guys caught it, it was the yellow glow one with a vinyl beige roof. I saw some photos of it. Not my favourite colour combo, but no in way. the HOs, I think they're really, really low number of the yellow glows built. I think from memory there was literally only 12 of them ever built. Yeah. So it's a low number. Not As I said, not my favourite colour. So once you add on the one, the seven point five buyers premium as well on top of that, that's that's that is crazy money. I just thought this was somehow going to come to an end at some point, but it doesn't appear to be coming to any sort of end anytime soon. Who bought it? Was it private? I got no idea actually. Because I one under it, I've got a feeling I know who bought that, and it's the same. Uh, well, we'll get to that one in a minute. But now I um I don't know, Nick. I think. Some of the high-end cars are still going to go for mega dollars. Mm. I have noticed a slight dip in the market of, I wouldn't say plain Jane, but your your high-end, what well, everyone wants cars, but are realizing they're not they're not worth it, or not 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 worth it. But you can't keep exchanging cars at this stupid high value because it's not it's not it's not it's not sustainable. Can't insure them either. Yeah, and that's the thing. And a few, I've noticed a few, not like what you've got, Brendan, but a few other HSVs I've noticed have actually dropped down a good ten grand. Which okay, they're probably thirty or forty overpriced if you ask me, but they've literally dropped ten grand overnight, and then they're sold on car sales. Um, a couple of old classic Falcons and Fords I've noticed have dropped the same. They dro- they don't drop by a couple of grand. They drop by ten or fifteen. They're gone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think the, the middle of the market's falling a little bit, but your high end, and I, and I think it's the age of the barn find. There's only people that have these things literally tucked away in sheds or barns that will drag them out and go, hey, I want half a million dollars for it, and they'll get it because it's a one of one or it's a 80,000 K since new yeah. driven. You know? I can I can justify the coin on this one to a certain extent. Not that I've got the money to, but I can yeah. justify the 1.3. I can see the value. It's a low build number. It's a low build to start with. There was only 300 HOs ever made. Mm-hmm. And of that 300, only these 12 are in this colour scheme. And I reckon there was probably only two or three with a vinyl roof. Yeah. 
Like once you add those things in, like we're literally talking like sort of under five units. Yeah. So I can kind of see the value in that. The one that we were going to talk about really surprised me. Someone asked me how much do I think this car was going to go for. And I said about, I, my guess was around about 120 to 150. The car we're talking about is Danny Green's XB Coupe. Now, with respect to Danny Green, that's a lovely car. But that sold for 275000 That one blew my hair back. I don't have, Luckily, I don't have much. Yeah, that was a little bit high. I mean, again, it's a beautiful car. I remember the build um, back in... 2006. And was it... I, which magazine was it? I can't remember. Would have been Perth Street car. Or was it early days of Forged? No, no, no. No, no, okay. no. Um, no, no. But I remember them building it. I remember them finding the shell. I remember them going to this bloke to get the interior done, this bloke did the paint, that bloke did the motor. I remember, in fact, I've got the episode at home somewhere, the, the magazines, there was two or three in a series. And I love the build. I reckon it was one of the best, most well-built XBs. I'm a, but I'm a Coupe fan, but 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 someone, you know, the, the one thing I was saying to someone was, I can't value the Danny Green factor. That's the one thing we can't put into this. We yeah. can't, it's hard to measure the Danny Green factor. And what I mean by Danny Green factor is how much is someone willing to pay for a car that was built? I oh, know he didn't build it, but it was Danny Green's uh, build. How much is that worth? See, a lot. Yeah, I have no idea. Clearly, I didn't have any idea because yeah. the car itself surely is not 275. No. Nah. I mean, it's 514 Cuba. It's a big block. It's, mm. it's, it's a beautiful car. But it's the interior has been heavily modified. There's a lot of Danny, Danny Green sort of branded, you know, yeah. stuff in that car. I just find it really. I don't know. Clearly, I had the Danny Green factor incorrect by a long way. I mean, he's a great boxer and a yeah. great debut sporting hero. So I, I reckon it's worth the dollars in a sense. Yeah, I don't know anything about boxing, so obviously I didn't put any merit into into what value shout out to Danny he was half a chance he could be listening so yeah I hope he is and you know, I'm not I'm not this, I'm not saying I just clearly I didn't understand yeah. the value that he brought to that vehicle because he had a lot of input a, into it apparently as well when yeah. you were building it he had a lot of input into hey I want this I don't want that I'll... so that car has to remain like that yeah 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 I thought what you were saying yeah <laughs> it must be XB Coupe season because there's another famous, very, 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 very famous, equally famous, if not more famous in yeah. my mind, uh, Coupe up that's going to go up for auction. That's Chris Bitmead, good friend of the podcast, Chris Bitmead. Uh, Chris and Colleen, I should add. Uh, their ex-boss is coming up for auction as well. Now, if Danny Green got 275 for his, where are we going with this one? Millions for sure. Yeah. It's It's... You know, the build detail. The Ackerman. I shouldn't say the build detail because that's not really fair on the Danny Green's build. But the accolades this car has received far outweigh Danny Green's. Yes. This car was a finalist for the Riddler Award in, in the United States. So, you know, they're not taking, you know, any Tom, Dick or Harry to enter the Riddler. Uh, I just think, yeah, I can't, I can't get my head around this one. I'm not quite sure where this one's going to go, but it has to be, it has to be up there, doesn't it? X boss. Yeah, I, I want to say a million something, but I don't know a million what. 
we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah. That's, then that one's a much newer build too. It's like 10 years newer than yeah. Danny Green's. So heavily, heavily modified. Um, but yeah, 2016, uh, Chris, I think, finished that off. Maybe 2015, but around there some stage. Um, and uh, done very, very few miles as well, kilometres. So before we go to a break, I want to touch base on what on earth... What is a non-fungible token? What, I didn't even know what that was until the other day. So they're selling digital certified vehicles now. That, that yellow XYGT, the HO, saw a digital version of that sold for $51,000. Up until the other day, I didn't even know what an NFT was, so non-fungible token. I need to understand who is the moderator or the sanctioning body of an NFT. I can't get my head around that. I believe it's either locked to the file or you need a specialist program to view it, I believe. Okay, so who is the arbitrator... When I buy, when I buy, let's say for argument's sake, I buy this yellow GT for fifty-one thousand, right? Yep. What do I get? You get the either the key or the software and or both to view the the item, the the picture. We have completely lost the plot. <laughs> Seriously, if that's what people are paying fifty-one thousand dollars for. We have seriously lost oh, the plot. Oh, yeah. We lost the plot long ago. Mate, I, I, please, then I, I'm gonna, I should cut this out of the podcast. This is ridiculous. I actually thought I didn't understand this and I needed to ask someone. But when I read that, that's how I read it. Have we lost the plot? Seriously? We're paying $51,000 for a, a, a pretty picture. Yeah, which is digitally created. Yes. Yeah. But who is the... What's stopping me from creating that? Well, nothing if you want to spend probably a few hundred hours. It was just a picture that was circling around in a circle. A 3D model. Trust me, 3D modelling is hard. But I can't do anything with it. I can't drive it. Yeah. Oh, 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 God. I hear the market on... Yeah, I, please, what if, what you, if you have purchased one of these, don't write in, don't ring us up. I'm not interested, <laughs> seriously. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So I was about to say, I'm a, I'm a car fan, right? And I mean, I love a good wallpaper for my background, but I just take a photo of my car doing something stupid and chuck it on my computer and, you know, we're this done. Is, this is seriously the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If I was getting a $50,000 recreation of the Mona Lisa or something, yeah, maybe I'd think about it, but not of, sorry. Is this new? Like, what else are they selling? Well, there's a whole, there was a whole raft of cars. This this oh, was, so, yeah. this one got was, was the most because it was 51000 But I, I think everyone's missing my point. <laughs> What's stopping me, me, from yeah. doing the same thing? Probably the way they've done it. They've probably added a copyright that no one else is allowed to reproduce. What that copyright? Image. Who? No. I'm from saying who? from Ford. Ford. Well, Ford wouldn't sign off on this. Or well, anyway, but well, it's, it's, you know it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's even, a though, even though Nick wants us to shut the hell up about it, we'll find out more and we'll let you know next episode. No, don't, don't actually. This is the end of I'll, this. I'll this say will, never, this will I'll, never be I'll spoken about it. ever again on this podcast. Well, and you if, you, if you do know about it, don't write in. I'm not, it's seriously the dumbest thing I have ever heard. We'll do one for Simon for his 
His car. What do I want for you? For your Falcon. But it's... <laughs> 50 bucks. <laughs> How do they value it? That I don't know. That I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Who is the who is the arbitrator of this? Who is the the sanctioning body? Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Is the real car was built by Ford. It's got a compliance plate on it. You can sit in it. You can drive it. You can. It's it's the real deal. It went through the Ford factory. It's got VIN numbers on it. Who is the who is the arbitrator of this? I'm not. I mean, I'm more interested in who which person. Bought it. Like if you got fifty, if fifty throw fifty grand to throw in a photo of a car, if if they're paying fifty one thousand dollars for a picture, lay off the glue, okay? Of a, <laughs> lay then, off the glue. Maybe my XW is worth two hundred thousand now because yeah. it's real. I mean seriously. Yeah, it could be real steel. Yeah, it's a lot closer to a phase three than what that is. Yeah. Anyway, give me a break. Seriously. We're getting we're getting oh, excited today. I am tonight, today, night. This yeah, yeah. This episode, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Bathurst, December. Hundred. Oh four, four rounds at Sydney. Seriously. Anyway. Hey, uh, <laughs> I had to have a chuckle at this. I read this the other day. This was no word of a lie on a motoring website, which I will not disclose here. This was no word of a lie. This was the their headline article. Tesla drivers take their eyes off the road when using autopilot study finds. Was that... We spent money on a study to realise that if you engage the autopilot of your Tesla, you might take your eyes off the road. What did they think? I, I, I have no comment because I know the Tesla owners listen to this podcast. It's not a, it's not a criticism of okay. Tesla or their vehicle. It's a criticism of the journalist that wrote that story. Oh, yeah, I know. And the people that got paid thousands of dollars to do a study to realise that cars that are on autopilot, you take your eyes off the road. What what, what did they think was going to happen? That would mm. have heightened their concentration in autopilot? Oh, no, I've, I've seen Tesla driver pretty much sitting on their laptop on their knee driving. There was there, this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is the motor and journalist of twenty twenty one writing a story. That was groundbreaking. That is, <laughs> Tesla drivers take their eyes off the road when using autopilot study. It, look, I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt there's been some issues with the the autopilot. Well, yeah. that's not a criticism of Tesla. It's it's, no. it's they they do dis, they do say you're not supposed to, it's not supposed to be used as mm. as autopilot. It's a it's a it's an aid to driving mm. I understand that I get that. I think it's great technology too yeah you know it needs 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 work but it's great it's it's great to see them doing it but an article that's that, that and a study where they've spent thousands on yeah I mean seriously we're going to take a break there because Nick needs to calm down <laughs> needs to go have his heart heart medication no, and calm down no just we've got so ne- much to needs, get through needs a little nap just to you know blow off some steam there's so much to talk about really Go to the green room, have a cup of tea. When we get back, back I want to talk about Scotty McLaughlin, Rookie of the Year. When we get back, we'll have a chat about that right after this Talk and Power podcast, episode 121. All right, episode 121 of the Talk and Power podcast. We're on fire here tonight, today, tonight. 
wherever you may be listening to us. We don't even know what time of day it is. Yeah, could we're, be. we're in a darkened room. We have lots of downloads in the US. So if you're in the US and you're listening to us, we're going to talk a bit about um, Scotty McLaughlin in IndyCar. But also, um, let us know where you do listen to us from. I see downloads. There's quite We, we have quite a following in the US. And yeah. I'd like to know, if you are in the US and you're listening to us, just send us a message or text or... No, not a text, but... I think we picked up a few from the UK from some Tiger coverage, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Goodwood as well. We'd like to cover Goodwood. Yeah. Goodwood. We'd like to go there one day. Hey, Scotty McLaughlin's won Rookie of the Year this year uh, in the IndyCar. And he's obviously his first year of... of um, he goes about... That was a pretty ridiculous thing to say, wasn't it? He won Rookie of the Year in his first year. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, he wrapped his he wrapped that accolade up at the Long Beach season finale. A lot of people would probably say to me or listening, say, "Oh, well, whoop de doo!" Like, I mean, what do you have to do to be Rookie of the Year? How many rookies were there this year? Well, there was pretty two yeah. formidable ones that he was up against: Jimmy Johnson, yeah, seven times NASCAR champion, mm-hmm. seven times. Yeah, reigning. Uh, no, it wasn't the reigning champion, but seven times NASCAR champion, and Roman Grosjean. I mean, he's no deal in the Formula One car either. Yeah. So he's beaten those two guys for Rookie of the Year. He's accrued more points than those two in the season. So that is an amazing effort from uh, Scotty McLaughlin, and uh, a lot of people saying that he'll get back to for Bathurst. I don't think he will. No. Um, now being the 5th of December it's well and truly in the IndyCar testing season yep. and frankly I don't think Penske would like him being away no. from the IndyCar scene now to to go supercar so very interesting um, that yeah it took Rookie of the Year a, a job well done I thought it was an awesome effort and if you get the chance, I've been watching some IndyCar races lately, mm. and I'll, I'll take um, credit for Simon not being here at the moment. He had to step out. Uh, sometimes way better to watch than Formula One. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's India, a lot they, closer. They, and, and some of the tracks they race in America, I mean, mainly it's American tracks they race, of course. There are some classic tracks in America that you don't realise, you hear names, but I mean, even Long Beach. Long Beach is a brilliant track oh, it's been around a long time it's one of the most yeah. amazing street circuits to watch mm. um well uh a friend of the podcast mitch has drifted around it of course many years ago but um i mean there's the brickyard they go to uh <laughs> i actually watched a documentary in the brickyard the other day while well, i call it the brickyard and brilliant track yeah. you know and really for them to switch between oval racing and circuit racing on and off through the season and in indycar it's just amazing you know what i mean like those cars are, yeah. I don't care. The racing is a lot closer. They've nutted it out. I think they've really done a lot of work. They're heavier cars. They're probably a little bit more durable than a Formula yeah. One car. You can, you can actually do a bit of nudging. I shouldn't. You, you can't. <laughs> but I've seen, you know, even that race on the weekend. Um, someone got taken out from from behind, and there was no damage done to yeah. the wing of the car. That, he, that that caused the crash. But, yeah, they just seem to be that little bit more durable as well. And I don't think they get... They're not as affected in the dirty air as a Formula 1 No, car, they're not. They, um, they're driver cars, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. anyway. Speaking of Formula 1, 
I don't know if you guys caught the race. Um, I thought the Russian race was going to be a Mercedes cakewalk. Look, it turned out the Mercedes did win, but it wasn't a cakewalk. Lando, Lando needs to take responsibility, and McLaren needs to take responsibility as well. Here's a question I've got for both of you. When should the team intervene and not leave that decision the last pit stop for lando that was his decision to Mm -hmm. stay out when should the team intervene and say because lewis wanted to stay out as well i i actually watched the race for once i just had a sneaking suspicion that russia might be a bit exciting and i wasn't mistaken um i think they called him three times didn't they lando yeah three the second call I would have I would have given him the come in because they knew by then they knew there was more rain coming. I would have said, "Come in, more rain coming." But he cut them off and went basically shut up. I think was that the first or second? No, time? he just said no. Yeah, and it I, was a, it was a very firm no. And I mean, I, I t- you know what? I don't know how much a team can penalise him, but if I was the team owner, I'd be giving him a smack on the bum. You've you've cost. You crossed the team, and he, and he had, he had a formidable lead. He had enough time to come in, he did. yeah, and get tyres the first time easy. Okay, he probably would have lost some track advantage because those tyres wouldn't have come up. They probably, sorry, the tyre, the wet tyres would have probably gone off sooner and not have got the advantage of the wet because it hadn't started raining as much. But even the second time, the second time they said box, 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 he should have been in, in like Flynn and out because. He would have made leaps and bounds and would have ended the race half a lap ahead. We're going to talk a bit more about listening to team orders soon in F3. We'll talk about F3 shortly. But I just want to, yeah, I agree with you. Um, but is this where, you know, Lewis, seven times um, champion, or on his way to be seventh world champion? Yeah. 100 Formula One wins still heated because he said no too but still heated the decision of the team to pit because he didn't want to pit either yeah he said no the first time and i think the second time he hung up from what i saw from the um replay he was on the left hand side of the track and he did not come in until the very very last minute whether that was team a team play like they were trying to trick the rest of but there was no one around him and he did a massive swerve yeah, he he yeah. was he was he was playing the game too, and yeah. they played the game really well, Mercedes, because they also hoodwinked um, Daniel Ricciardo too oh, quite easily. Yeah, that was a yeah. massive hoodwink. But but that's where teams need to be smarter. The guy leading is always disadvantage in this situation. Yeah, but that rain, they knew that rain. I know it was only two laps to go, but that rain was coming, and he had no hope. Lando, poor yeah. poor Lando, after that had had no hope. He's lucky he saved the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was this far off the wall, wasn't he? He just stopped in time before he hit the wall. And they don't bounce. No, 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 no. We're just finished saying how they're not durable. Hey, I want to ask another question. How legitimate do you think Valtteri's engine change was? Because I'm I'm smelling a rat there too, but a strategic rat. So Max Max took an engine penalty. They could basically they they had to take an engine penalty. He was doing an engine change. Mm-hmm. So he was starting from the... He already had a, th- a three-grid penalty. So he was also getting a... Um, he's, they, I think they felt it was op- they needed an engine change. 
So he started from the back of the grid. Do you reckon Valtteri's engine change was necessary? I just think they needed to put Valtteri at the back with him, block him as best as possible. I don't know that one. I didn't yeah. really pay attention to that. If, if that was yeah. the strategy, again, Valtteri has proved me correct once again. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely shocking. Max literally waltzed past him. Yeah. Waltzed past him. Didn't even try to put a block on. But I, I honestly believe that Bottas, Mercedes, took a penalty just to put him at the back of the pack in front of Because because Max was always starting from the rear because he had that three grid penalty on top of that so yeah. he was always going to be the last car out but yeah I'm not and, and yeah. if it was the case kudos to to um, to Toto for making that decision when Toto has George Russell there next year mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to stop Mercedes no they're not going to be able to stop him no but anyway, I just thought that was um, really interesting. The other thing I thought was really interesting was... Um, did you think it was interesting that Nikita and Mazepin and uh, Mick Schumacher have been re-signed for next year? For Haas. I mean, I don't think they've done enough to, to earn a drive for next year. I did, actually. I kind of... I mean, look, let's be honest. You see the name Mick Schumacher. We know the name. We know the person. And we all... I mean, I'm one of those people, I go, man, I hope he does well. Of course. Give the guy whatever he wants. You know what I mean? But also, you kind of look and you go, has that name gotten you to where you are? Sorry, but has it? Well, there's another name I'm going to throw. This I, this is a great segue as well, I thought. Is this the additional notes that are written in, <laughs> written in crayon? I mean, pen. Sorry. Oh, come on, that's not that bad. <laughs> not that bad no, that's but it, it, this 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 is an, an interesting segue to oscar <laughs> piastri he's on track to win a formula two championship this year yeah he'll, he'll win that now he well i think he'll win he's it's almost you know he has to do a lot wrong to not win it um he's the the third driver since some formidable names here charles leclerc and mm-hmm. also um Oh, George Russell, of course. George Russell won a championship in Formula 3, progressed to Formula 2, won a championship there, went straight into Formula 1. Charles Clerk did the same, went mm-hmm. straight into Formula 1. And both those guys have gone on to bigger and better things in Formula 1 as well. Right? Leading, they're going to be in leading teams at the moment and next year. My question is, it doesn't look like Oscar Piastri is going to get there next year. It looks like he's slated for... He's an Alpine Academy driver. Yep. So he'll get the reserve driver, backup driver for uh, uh, Fernando Alonso and Esteban Ocon. Mm-hmm. I would suggest that Fernando would be likely to retire at the end of next year. And he takes a seat there. But do you, there's only one empty seat left next year. And that's the Alpha seat, which is looking like it's going to... Um, correct me if I pronounce his name wrong, but Guani Zhu, who's the um, Oscar's teammate, who mm-hmm. will finish second in the championship. So, I mean, the, the question begs, what what do you have to do to get a drive in Formula 1? We all know the answer. Money talks. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling my inner Simon here. Money talks. 
He'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah, it would yeah. be nice to see him there next year. But anyway, he he will get there. But I just think I was a bit. It was a bit ironic that he's not. Mm. Gonna, he's the guy that's going to finish second to him in the championship. He's going to get the drive next year. It's interesting. Yeah. Oh, and and they're both Alpine Academy drivers. And also, I mean, not entirely money talks. I mean, there is a Perth driver currently in the championship that well, didn't get there entirely on money, but it's also right place, right time. Mm. You know, you can you can be the most winningest driver so to speak, that's not even a word, but you know what I mean, in Formula 2. Um, but if you haven't shook the right hand or said hello to the right person or had dinner with the right person at the right time, you don't get your drive. Mm. Sorry. And, um, yeah, there you go. One other question I want to ask. Oh, my God, we're full of questions tonight. Brendan's... Come on, Brendan, you got you got to help me out here. Um, Formula 3... Oh. I didn't, so I didn't see much of it, talking, but anyway. But a segue to Formula... Form, you, you, your segue was perfect there, Money Talks. Yep. Jack Doohan, he pays for his drive. Yep. Right? Disobeyed team orders on the weekend, won the race. I did actually and, hear about this, And yep. still secured, still secured uh, the team's championship by doing so. But it's not the way the team wanted it to go. The team wanted him to... They wanted a, a 1-2. In the end, it was a 1-3 because he wouldn't heed and allow the teammate to pass him. In the end, the teammate got passed by another car, but luckily enough, they still won the championship. At what point, when you're buying your drive, are you allowed, or should you be heeding team orders? But, you were winning. Yes, at the time, he was winning, but... um, (laughs) Like... You Clem- know, Clemmy, Clemmy, uh, Novelek, Clemmy was was on a better strategy apparently, on better tyres and had a better run. They wanted they wanted him to they wanted them to switch around. That was the team order. Mm. In the end, Jack didn't and went on to win the race. And Clemmy actually came third, dropped back to to third. That still secured them the championship. But what about if it didn't? It's even a but. Like, what if Jack crashed out, took his teammate out, and then someone else finished? We, we, we they were racing really hard. I mean, at one stage, they both went off the track. I mean, we've seen that in Formula One. We've also seen deliberate teammates punch each other off the track in Formula One to eventually, well, secure huge championships. In fact, I think someone we were talking about a little earlier did it. Well, the father of. But anyway, look, I don't know, team orders. I always get heated debates about this. Um, I did. I said I did see a little bit about this actually. Sorry, the Formula Three and read a little tiny bit about it. He was in front. He won the race. The what if, the what if machine? You can't you can't spin the what if machine right now. No. So his what if is basically he's saying, well, hey, I won the race. But he goes. He also went on to say, I'm racing for me. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't say it in so many. He doesn't say, "Hey, I pay for this drive, and I'll, I'll win mm. if I, you know, I don't listen to you. I'm paying for my ride here." He doesn't say that, but you know, there are, there is that undertone to all of this, and it's really interesting in Formula One. Generally speaking, they're not pay, they're not paying to drive. Some of them are, but mm. I don't think it's happened much recently. But in Formula Two and Formula Three, it's really common to buy your drive, and if you buy your drive. Do you have the right to negate team orders? Be really interesting to know what our listeners think of that. I'm yeah. not saying one way or another. I'm certainly not one saying one way or another. Uh, Jack Doohan, of course, yeah, went on to win. 
And look, we're going to see Jack doing do some really great things as well. Isn't it oh, funny yeah. we got these two guys really, you know, Oscar Piastri, Jack doing, mm-hmm. and then over in MotoGP, Remy Gardner as well basically has secured his uh, Red Bull deal for uh, the KTM for next year as yeah. well. Um, you know, they're doing. There's some magnificent things that Australians are doing in motorsport at the yeah. moment, and our, we've got some really good years to look forward to. Even once Daniel's kind of finishing up, Oscar will be coming in. I think Jack Doohan won't be too far behind him. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to the future. Yeah, for, me too. For, in, in, Formula, in Formula One. And uh, even if they don't make Formula One, I think we'll see these guys in over an IndyCar and sort of yeah. other, other disciplines of motorsport. So, no, it's, um, it's great news. Some great things happening. Hey, we're going to take a short break here and we'll be back with more right after this. All right, Talk and Power podcast episode 121, and we're here with Brendan Franklin and Todd Brinkworth over there, and I'm Nick DeChumbry. We had Simon Gonzo Travellini in here earlier at the shoot off and yeah. do work. Work, work, work because work, there's work. so much stuff coming up, it's not even funny. This is, and speaking of stuff coming up, so all four days coming up. Yep. The 3rd of October, still Blue Oval, 9.30 a.m., Bassendine, that is. Bassendine yes. Oval. Uh, make sure you come and say hello. We'll be there from, we'll be there, I'll be there really early. Yeah. But we'll be there and come and say hello. Um, grab a sticker. You can grab the microphone as well if you want. Yeah. Have a chat. Uh, we'll be transmitting. We'll be podcasting from there. Yep. Won't be live. Nah, but, uh, maybe. Might do a Facebook live. You never know. Yeah, yeah we might do a Facebook live. Live and dangerous. Just live for the hell of it. Yeah, why not? So, yeah, we'll be there and uh, make sure you come and say hello. If you're listening to us on 88.5 FM, that is tomorrow, Sunday, the 3rd of October. If you're yes. podcasting, it'll be Sunday, the 3rd of October. Make sure yep. you come and say hello. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, I am too. And we'll have a selection of cars. And thanks to all the guys that have offered their cars for the... For, their, for our own display, it's uh, really appreciative. Uh, weather's not looking too great for Sunday, so um, yeah, I know it's a lot of lot of effort getting cars, and they're going to get all wet, and hopefully not too muddy. Should be all right. Can't be as bad as a Sunday just gone. Well, it's funny you should say that. We had a car cruise, and we dodged all the rain. We had sun where we were. No, you were lucky. The I sun got, followed us. I got soaked. I got absolutely soaked. Where were you? You were at some event, weren't you? I, I was out so much on the weekend, I don't even know that it's Tuesday or Wednesday. What day are we now? Monday. Sad day. We could be, we could be a sad day. I don't know. See? That's what I mean. I don't know what day of the week it is. Or what were you doing? I was... Where was I? Oh, uh, Tequa. So the Toyota something car club WA. Yep. <laughs> and again, I know some of they listen, so please feel free to send me hate mail. Uh, but the Orient Express car show at the Chidlow Tavern. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw it. Um, yeah, I saw some Brilliant day. I've actually missed it the last couple of years just because of events. I haven't been for a few years since I used to have it at Sandalford Winery. No, not at Sandalford, at Oakover Winery. But yeah, the Chidlow Tavern uh, took the new, well, the new the new toy up that had been licensed for a whole 24 hours or 48 hours by then. Had many a look of what the hell is it. Um, it's a Corolla with an Orion motor jammed in the front for those playing at home. Hmm. Um, I just saw it before. It looks pretty stout. It, um, yeah, Drew, my friend and I both took, had just both registered our cars on the same day for Friday, just gone. It was a long weekend. Um, many a look. Um, but many classic G 
Japanese cars, like everything ranging from the 1970s all the way up to like modern Japanese cars. And just a great day, like Chilo, the Chilo Tavern puts on a great a great feed, had a food van up there, had food from the kitchen, and I think it was only one of the only time of the year you can probably get a drink. I'm not like I'm supposed to do this, but you can have a drink and walk out onto the street and as long as you don't go too much further, you can sit in, sit in the bottom, you know, have yeah. a drink near you Yeah, car. they're pretty cool at Chidlo. I've been there for a Steel Bumpers event. Yeah, and it's cool. just a great little place, Chidlo. I, um, yeah, so that was my, my Sunday was out. Um, having a look at that, and but I said we got we got we got wet, wet on the way up, and then pretty much pulled the pulled up, and it stopped raining, and we thought we were just going to get away with it, and it absolutely just threw down, like yeah. just and out of nowhere, and um, yeah, so that was a bit of fun, but mm. uh, yeah, there you go. Yourself, Brendan. Last weekend. Any I've weekend? had a few weekends, a few weeks off work. Um, been busy trying to not waste it because. I basically booked booked holidays from you know this time last year, and because of COVID, we were supposed to go to America for Drag Week. Had to can it last year because we couldn't get there, so the holidays got pushed to this year. Um, still can't get to America, so I, I thought you know probably push it back again, or I can actually take some time off and maybe look at getting some things done. So I got a bit of stuff you know around the house done. Um, got got the shed a bit more, you know usable than it is or it was i guess there was just you know everything everywhere so it's all organized and started setting up yeah side business i guess oh good so that's kept me busy for the last few weeks and um yeah back into work now today today first day back just me on yeah <laughs> big time yep. so i didn't know you had uh, plans to go to drag week i didn't know that yeah so um one of the guys has got a car over there. Yeah, so we're supposed to go over for... Like, those guys, you know, they've been going for years now. Mm. So it, well, I was, you know, looking forward to this. Was, I'd only been to America once and it wasn't really a holiday when we went. So this was, you know, because it was car-focused, not watching drag, you know, drag week, um, you know, up to the last few years. So actually being able to go would have been awesome. But, yeah, it just didn't happen. And I've got leave booked i think in two weeks time for drag challenge and at the moment it doesn't look like it's happening either because no one's you know we can't get cars over there it's a big risk to take to get you know cars but you can go there but you can't get, get back. back yeah i thought it had actually been cancelled drag challenge i thought they announced it the other day they said it's yeah, going to be um actually, yeah, you might be right. i think it was last thursday or friday i um it was very quiet, but they said basically yeah, it's not. I, I did see something actually. It's not going to go ahead, and and or it was going to be only only Victoria or something was able to participate, mm. and it was basically going to be going from Swan Hill to another track, and it was going to be a one day challenge. Like that yeah, was, okay. yeah, and they scary. said they're going to postpone it till later this year or early next year. But again, I. It's really hard. Oh, it's it, so hard. Yeah. It is really hard. I mean, you know, Victoria now, more well, Melbourne has, has switched, and, you know, now they're, they're getting more cases than, than New South Wales. It's out of yeah. hand. Yep. But I'm not sure. We don't profess to know the way forward. We don't know anything, really. We're just mm. mere mortals. But it's it's crippling, not just our scene, but everyone's scene, really. Music, mm. sports of all types. You know, everyone's affected by this, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know the way forward, really. 
and um, you know hopefully in a couple of years time we can have this all sorted and yeah. we can get back to some good old fashioned fun yeah that's right Okay, look, on that note, we'll bring this podcast to an end. It was great to have you guys here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, thanks, thanks for coming in, Brendan. And uh, thanks for coming in, Todd. And no thanks, worries. Simon, for coming in. Oh, that was great. Thanks, Todd. No yeah. yeah. He doesn't talk like that at all. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I was going to try and do it, but I would have just butchered it and he wouldn't yeah. kick me on the bum. So, <laughs> anyway. no, it's good. I, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us. And uh, you can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your Google podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, www.talkingpower.com.au or 88.5 FM where the valley comes alive. Thanks, guys. No worries. Thanks. Talking Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkingpower.com.au.